0: Welcome to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. I am Coach Lorianne. Our goal here at Healthy Lifestyle is to inspire, educate, and empower you, especially you, Vince, to fulfill a healthy, emotional, spiritual, and physical life so you, too, can feel empowered to live the life you have always wanted and dreamed. Welcome to the show. Of course, you probably gave a a little bit of a a hint that our great co-host, Vince Parada, is with us today. Hi, Vince. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey coach, yeah. how are you today?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's going on?
1: It's been it's been really crazy. Lots of stuff going on and uh the pace just seems to be accelerating. You already got that sense that, you know, it's that time of year where there's a lot happening and we don't have a lot of time left.
0: Yeah. And for this year anyway. Hopefully we have a lot of time left to do all the yummy stuff that we're supposed to do.
1: It's true. We always give that that unnatural or natural boundary, I'm gonna say, depending on kind of how you look at it. And, uh, but you got a lot of things to think about, a lot of choices to make. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: I love choices. Choices are good. A lot of people shy away from choices. Matter of fact, I've been hearing that a lot uh, lately about choices, good choices, bad choices, obviously because of what's happening around, you know, the choice of this and the choice of that. What do you think about that?
1: Well, sometimes I think you don't have a choice, but <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, but, but choices are tough. Sometimes you're looking at you know, you either they're too difficult choices, or maybe they're too really good choice. You know, they, it, it can be both ends of the spectrum.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, what What um, a couple of my clients said recently mm-hmm. is, you know, I, I'm just not in the right place. And I'm um, like, no, no, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You're exactly in the right place you're supposed to be. And you have all these choices. And they're like choices, there are no choices. And, what? No, 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 we, we really compound it and make it more difficult than it has to be, right? Um, and there's always choices. And I would say, oh my gosh, and this is going to light you up, Vince. I would say there are never wrong choices.
1: You're right, that will light me up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so why does because that there light has you to up? Be I right know you well off. enough to know why.
1: <laughs> because there has to be, you know, and it, it does, I don't want to use the word right, but there has to be a good choice and a poor choice, right? And, you know, some choices are better than others.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. But that doesn't make it the wrong choice. It makes it the choice that you needed at that time, because perhaps you needed to learn something from it. So a lot of the challenges we receive or the discomfort that we receive uh, or are in is because we're supposed to learn something. And uh, we've talked about changing lenses before, right? So if we change our lens and look at, what am I supposed to learn? Ask yourself that question, be very curious. What am I supposed to learn in this? I got a flat tire and I'm going to be late for this appointment. You know, sometimes it's just like, maybe you should have taken care of your car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like almost, so when you say all choices are good choices, but maybe what's the right choice for you at that moment, you make even the choice that I might say is not a good choice, or I say actually colloquially, I would probably call it a bad choice, that it's a good choice because of the learning. Is that is that it? It's a good choice because of what I need and what I have to learn by making that choice. It
0: can be. And what I mean by a good choice versus there are no wrong choices, bad choices, you know, wrong or bad choices, is mm-hmm. because it's levels. It's level and it's associated your choice. Your decision is associated with ramification. Some ramifications are good. Some are not so good. It's almost like the Waze app. You know, there's three different ways to get to the same place. One is really, really long. That's usually the difficult one. That's the one I, in the past, have decided to take every time. Um, Now I try to take the direct one, the really short one, so I don't have a lot of learning on the way that I go from here to there because I've already had that learning. And then one's a medium choice, right? One's a medium length time. So those, those choices and that response have different outcomes. So it may be the bad or wrong choice, what we would deem bad or wrong choice, because the outcome is not necessarily what we want, right? That's true. So, but what do we, what happens then? We have an opportunity for change, change and learning, right? That's when we ask ourselves, what am I supposed to learn here? Why is this so difficult? Is the question we ask ourselves, I think the better question, I think we've been asking the wrong question to ourselves is what am I supposed to learn? So I I want everybody to write that down. What am I supposed to learn here? Um, No matter what it is that's been served up to us, when you move into that question, you put yourself in your observer. Does that make sense?
1: That does make sense. And it it takes a it takes a good open approach to it. So what am I supposed, you know? Okay, here's the outcome. I made a choice. What was I supposed to learn here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you give us a um an example of something that might have happened recently where you think, oh, I could have made a better choice. Well, Anything I, come to mind?
1: My first flashback was to my childhood when you were saying you know, there's no bad choices. And I was just thinking, I would love to be able to tell my mom. The most important thing, mom, is what am I supposed to learn here? That's not her style. So that was wrong. Yeah, that wouldn't
0: have been my parents' style, but it would have been great to have that conversation. I wish I knew that back then.
1: Yeah, we didn't have a lot of conversation about it, right, but that's okay. <laughs> I was, it was a
0: slap at the back of the head. That's the Italian <laughs> way, you know. Whoop, okay, bad choice. <laughs> yep.
1: So I think I could take it from the simplistic to the complex. Um, I'm I'm making decisions right now about my business. I've I've been exploring, you know, kind of taking my business to the next level. And, and some of that has been about choosing who I work with and, and why I work with them. right? And so that's really, really tough because that means I'm going to be saying yes to the people I really think, but I'm going to be saying no to some folks that I might have in the past said yes. So that's a tough choice for me.
0: So what makes it tough? You, you use that word tough. What makes it tough or difficult?
1: so there's there's the simplistic and the and the linear which is i'm actually turning around and saying okay no to an opportunity to you know to grow my business to make money um but intellectually if i think about it that's not i'm not in alignment with that client and so as an it's an opportunity for me to actually help them make a better choice as well because i you know for me it's like hey i'm not the right person to work with you and i think there's a, there's a better person that you could be more successful with
0: Oh my gosh! But what makes that tough? I think that's great. What you've just done is take us, took us. T- you're taking a situation that may be deemed challenging because you have to deliver what would be could be deemed bad information or or uncomfortable information, right? But you're really putting them in a better place. So isn't that a good choice?
1: It, it is, I guess. Um, but you can even hear it in my, right in my answer. I can
0: the, the, I'm a, equivocating
1: a, a little bit because I, I think you hit it on the head. It's very tough to do, number one. And, you know, there, there's two sides, right? Like I said, it's, I think it's right for me and for my business, but I'm walking away from what might be an opportunity. Um, you know, so I have to be mindful of that.
0: So tough to do, but the right choice.
1: Right. In the end, I'd, I'd like to think that it is the right choice. That's tough right. to
0: do, but the right choice. So what's the um, anticipation? What's the hesitation? Is it in the unknown?
1: Uh, yeah, because I, you know, so if if you walk away from, let's so say if you take your business and you parse it out and say, I'm only going to take this path and I'm going to leave this path, um, you know, the road less traveled, right? Uh, you always wonder what the opportunity was lost there, how much revenue may have been lost there. Who could that, sometimes somebody, you know, you work with a client and then they introduce you to somebody else that becomes an even greater client. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of all of that. It's the unknown, it's, the
0: unknown of what you're leaving on the table is what I'm hearing. Correct. The possibilities that you're leaving on the table. Right. But if it was a good fit, even if let's just play this out for a second, let's just say you keep that person, it, you know, you continue to do business with that person. Um, it's not like you get to keep them and, you know, you, you get to hug them and squeeze them and call them George. You you really, you you get to keep them and you get that business opportunity. If you don't have the best working relationship now, or it doesn't feel like a good fit now, does that get better if you had kept them?
1: Probably not. Probably not. Your your instincts, and I and I say this because I coach people who do what I do for a living. And
0: I know, that's why we talk. <laughs> that's why you're here.
1: <laughs> Some things escape me. Um
0: <laughs> It's okay, I'll point them out.
1: <laughs> I I will coach folks and say that your instincts are usually true, you know, and um I kind of, and and I use very linear things like you're going to make a choice, right? So if you're making a choice, especially about customers and clients, would you like to have a cup of coffee with that person? I know you're going to work together. And so you would say, well, how important, you know, relationship doesn't, but it is important because if you have a long-term relationship with a customer or client, you want it to be a good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, you want to when you when the phone rings and their name comes up on that little digital screen, you don't want to have a, oh, for God's sakes, you want to have a, oh, I, I, I wanted to catch up with them. Right.
1: That is so funny you say that, because that is something I say all the time is when I look at the phone, I am happy. And that's what started to kind of alert me that why do I feel this way about some folks and I don't feel that way about other people? So that brought us back to, I need to start making a choice when I meet someone and I've actually changed my interactions now because the first step is when I, I am with someone, I will say, you know, let's get together and let's talk and see if we are a fit as opposed to, you know, if you want to work with, no, if you want to work with me, terrific, I'm happy. I have to make sure that I'd like to work with you as well.
0: Yes, yes. Well, so there's that human factor that's also important to me is, is let's see if it's a good fit, because I too want to find joy with the people that I'm working with and, and, uh, in doing it and it, our instincts, You and I just want to come back to what you said, our in, instincts are true. Our instincts are, are in our inner self. Saying yeah, we we like this person. This is going to work. We got if we could tap into our instincts and be present in the moment and really feel that feeling about how that person makes you feel. Um, again, that goes back to building a better relationship, looking forward to each other, wanting to have that cup of coffee, wanting to help them out. Don't you find? And I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me. Not that I wouldn't help anybody because uh, you know me, I I'll help anybody who lets me, um, no. but. I even help people who don't want me to. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. No, I'm not. But, that's children,
1: <laughs> but
0: but um, don't you help people better when you have that good relationship and you feel really like you, there's an attachment to helping them be successful, right? I, th-
1: I think there is. The closer you are to somebody, the more invested you are in them. And that's why it's good for the client as well. That's why I said I may not be the right person for you, right? The, the client or customer you're speaking to. they've they've got to inspire you in certain ways as much as you're inspiring them. Yes. Um, There's a reward in there that I think comes back, and it does improve the quality of the work, the outcome, and what you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, And what you're talking about is something that you and I have spoken about before, which is that that success equation, that E plus R equals O, the events plus your response, your point of power equals outcome. So the event is you're looking at all your clients. Your response is, these work for me. These aren't as comfortable. Let me find them a better home, which might be a better fit for them and for me. Right? And then the outcome is everybody's happy.
1: Right. Right? Yeah, but, that's if you really con- true.
0: right? but if you continue to work with the people who weren't resonating with you, do you think that resentment kind of builds up a little bit?
1: I think what happens is it becomes a little bit... Um, cautionary you're 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 not necessarily as engaged to be able to to really get that person to give you the info or the whatever it is that you need to help make this relationship successful yeah and and to your point actually it's it's funny because i have had a conversation it's a true story Uh, i had a conversation with someone that i was working with and i told them i'm the wrong person for you and i think it's best that we not continue working together um, the response that I got back was incredible, uh, was not what I expected. Um, no, they didn't tell me to go take a walk. Actually, it was quite the converse. <laughs> they were surprised. They were surprised. And um, what were
0: they surprised about?
1: That, you know, that I had said that. They, they didn't like, they had never thought about it. The relationship to them was one sided, you know, that I was a provider and they were a purchaser, and that's kind of what the service was. And then as we, know kind of talked about it in more depth i explained that that's not how this works that that's you know and it's not how i work and um when you're at a good point in your life you try to reflect back to the people that you work with the same kinds of things you work work, reflect back to the people you care about right i'm invested in your success I, i i'm personally happy that you you are well and things are good you know, it's kind of it becomes like that circle. It just keeps feeding itself, and it just keeps you know yeah. drawing further and further. Um, so that you know, it's- but, but
0: the exercise you're, it is it's it's challenging, right? But the uh-huh. exercise that you're doing right now is filled with courage because you're stepping outside of a comfort zone. You're making decisions, and decisions take courage. And um, I heard this uh, quote recently: "Is courage is in the heart, fear is in the mind." And I was like, oh, that's dead on. Courage in the heart to take take those actions because it's a heartfelt action that it's important enough that you're going to step up out of your comfort zone and, and go do something that's right not only for you, but for the other person. Sometimes it's just right for the other person more so than you. Um, but that fear in the heart is the fear of the unknown, the fear of the loss, the fear of what we're leaving on the table. Um, that's fear. That's out of our control. So if we go back to that E plus R equals O, fear doesn't fit into that equation.
1: Yeah, and it's something that probably we all need to deal with. Um, I had an interesting experience with my son. He was he was in high school at the time, and we were out fishing one day, and uh, we had decided to go out a little further than we just wanted to check, kind of into out of the inlet and into you know the open water. Anyway, as we came through. There was an enormous wave coming at us and literally i saw this wave about 10 feet over the boat we were in and i was a little nervous because i was navigating the boat and as we hit this wave i just looked at him i said we're fine hold on we hit the wave and then i had to time it take a second one then turn the boat around and then took a few minutes got back the point of the story is as we were driving back he looked at me and he's like dad i'm like yeah and I said, that was scary, huh? And he goes, yeah. He goes, we weren't scared. And I took my hand off the wheel of the boat and my hand was shaking because I was, I was really frightened. And I said to him, it's okay to be afraid. What's not okay is to lose control and not take the action you need to take. Right. Because yes. that's what's important. And I said it to him because I wanted him to know I was afraid. I, w- I wanted to show him my vulnerability but that I, like that but that can't rule that can't rule what i have to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So you still took action, uh, appropriate action, but it didn't mean you weren't fearful. I mean, there are times when i know i get up to speak and my heart is here and it's pounding out of my chest and i'm like, "Oh my gosh," and i'm sitting there talking myself off the ledge going, and that's not even a it's not even a dangerous. You were in a potentially dangerous situation, and a lot of that was out of your control. And that's the again, it goes back to the unknown. We don't know what that wave is going to do to the boat. You know, we only know what we could possibly, how we could possibly respond. And it goes back to what we were saying, that response. Um,
1: Well, exactly. And And no fear you you, it's, it's not that there's no fear. You have fear. That's okay. But you got to literally say to yourself, it's okay. I'm afraid right now, but I can't stop. Yeah. So
0: so. that's where instinct um, jumps in as well. I would, I would say is, and that's why we, go and we practice things like firemen and police people, they, they go and they, um, practice shooting their gun. They practice being in these situations. They pre- And it's it's repeat, 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 muscle repeat, kind of like working out too. It's yep. the muscle memory and repeating. And and sports people, same thing. They shoot the hoop, they shoot the hoop, they shoot the hoop. They just keep doing it. Not because, you know, they're bored. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's for muscle memory to know how to do it and how to do it under different circumstances. Would you agree?
1: I would totally agree. It's a, it's a great example because I mean, you know, you can – and and they talk about Michael Jordan always shot so many free throws. Chris Mullen was somebody else, shot hundreds and hundreds of free throws after practice. And I sometimes used to think about – you'd watch those guys step up to the strike after they got fouled and the crowd is screaming at the top of their lungs if they're playing in a hostile environment and they just hit the shot and because they had done it hundreds and – well, th- probably for them thousands of times – and that discipline just kicked in and it was okay. It was it was an uncomfortable environment. It was difficult. Just they stayed
0: gotta- in the zone. They stayed in their track. They right. stayed where they were supposed to do. And, you know, I was recently speaking to someone and they were so concerned about what somebody else was doing. This person's doing this that, and they're finding success. And I'm like, ooh, keep your eyes on your own page. You got to stay in your own zone. You may not have all those tools yet or you may be in a different place. The compare and contrast, bad, 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 bad. I don't recommend that because it takes you off of your track. You got to stay on your own track.
1: Which um, goes back I, to choices, right? Because if you made a certain choice, it puts you in a certain place. And that's where, as you were saying earlier, that's where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Somebody else may be in a different place. And you can't, you can't replicate. You you have to focus where you are and deal with what you have.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I had a I had an experience. And it's so funny, because I was just like, I want to speak in front of like 20,000 people, blah, 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 you know, and, and that's a great aspiration, right? Who doesn't? Who who likes to speak? Who doesn't want to do that? Right. Um, and and I, you know, you know, my, because you've known me long enough, you know, my mission is to reach over a million people and help them understand their greatness so that they go on and and pursue and excel at their purpose. So, but with that said, you know, I was just like, I, I just don't understand, you know, the first couple of uh, presentations I made, it was like five people, three people, 20 people, you know, it was just nothing significant. And I was like, yeah, I can do this with my eyes closed. It's not a big deal. And then I had one of my coaches say this to me, which was just perfect and germane. Um, and they said to me, Lorianne, did you ever crash and burn when you spoke? And I was like, yeah. And they said, would you have like preferred to have done it in front of 20,000 people? Or five people. And I was like, oh, no, I would. I preferred the five people because those five people were impacted not well. And now, you know, and they said there's a reason why there's a buildup to that. So you don't start that overnight success. You know, that doesn't happen. It's an overnight success in 20 years after practice, 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 practice. Right. I want to continue. I, consi- I want to continue this conversation, but we're going to jump to a, a quick break. And then we're going to come back with the great, wonderful inspirata. Welcome back to Healthy Lifestyle with Laurianne. I am Coach Lorianne. If you would like to be a guest or lift up your business product or not-for-profit, or if you have a question or comment, we would love to hear from you. Email us at healthy lifestyle with la at gmail.com. That's healthy lifestyle with la at gmail.com. We really love hearing from you. I personally answer all of the emails, and I love the exchange. Today, we have been speaking with the great Vince Parada, our co-host. Love the conversations we have. Um, Vince is a coach as well. He really helps a lot of people, and we were just uh, speaking about uh, awareness and choices and responses. So Vince, uh, where we left off was, uh, you know, right responses, wrong responses, and how there really aren't any wrong responses. It's just different ramifications, right?
1: It is, and um, you know, it's it's kind of we just have to accept that at that moment, and and focus less on I wish I could or I should have picked this because I think that's also the other the other thing is you're actually in that moment with the choice you made, and you're like God, I wish I had take you know I wish I had done the other thing. Well, but but you can't now. You're not focused on what you actually picked.
0: Yeah. So I think I think a good practice is once you make your decision commit to it and just move forward. Um, The woulda, coulda, shouldas really don't serve us. Um, And also we have to remember when we make a decision at this moment, we have this much information and we can only make our best decisions based on what we have. So I always enjoyed when I watch news, which I don't do and I don't recommend anybody doing, but. Um, in the past, when I watched the news, and they're like, "Well, you know, they did this, and they should have done that." Well, easy for you to say to do that Monday. Monday, what do they call it? Monday morning quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, um, yes. it's easy for you to do. Thank you for the sports reference. I don't. <laughs> <think that>. um, <laughs> um, it's easy for people to do that because you have additional information that that person may or may not ha- have had at the time. So I-, I like us to really think about make the best choice you can at the time based on as much information that you can gather at the time. That's why I think I, I don't I do spur-of-the-moment spur um, purchases, large purchases, because I want to get as much research as possible because I have anxiety. You know, I'm, my heart's pounding out of my, is this the right thing? Should I be doing this? Maybe I should wait. I have all those questions we all have. But through research and being informed, I make a better informed decision. Do you do the same thing?
1: I do, but I'm not really good at it. So I actually rely on others to help me be good at it. Yeah, I kind of. It's one of my. It's one of my. Uh, I love what you just said about how you do all this extensive research and you deep dive deep into it. I I will research it, but I I always think I don't ask the best questions. So what I do is I um, and I'll tell you very candidly, my son is really analytical. So I will purposely post something to him just to hear the questions that he's got, and I I always think if you can answer someone's questions. Right. And you can satisfactorily address that, whether or not they agree with you. But if you can satisfactorily address those questions, then you have enough information. Yes. So, um, yeah, but I think that that's such a great point. It's like you've got to research, you got to study, you got to prepare and you've got to question yourself. That's OK. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, questioning myself is the best way for me to learn, too. It's just, I'm not questioning my choices. I'm questioning. So so I can be curious. So, so I like to call it being curious. Um, and you know the the phrase I use, which is "help me understand," um, which derives the terror in many people. I don't know why, <laughs> but it's really for me to to help really understand a, another person's perspective. And like you, um, although I do a lot of research myself, I will go to experts like you and other people and say, "Hey, what do you think? Or what thoughts do you have?" And that's a really good way to bounce bounce it off of trusted people experts in their field just to get a different perspective you may end up in the same place which my mom comes to mind that's why i'm laughing because my mom was like well you didn't do what i i suggested so why do you even bother asking me for my opinion and i was like well there was the operative word i was looking for your opinion not for your decision
1: <laughs> See, and I love, I, I, you make a great point that lends to something else besides that um, so some people will ask what do you think And they're not really asking what you think, right? They're asking, why don't you think about how you can validate what my thinking is? Yes. And so that's why when you coach someone, I I will and and I hate that I well, I don't hate, I I love that I use my kids all the time. But my daughter taught me this. It's like, what is it that you really want from me? Like make sure so she says to me all the time, Dad, sometimes I want you to help me problem solve. And sometimes I just want you to listen, right? i don't need you to problem solve let me just lay out what i'm thinking i want somebody to hear me out because i'm processed and i think that's really good so when you're with a coach right what do you want from them right, right. are you asking them to you know like hey critique this tell me what it is or are you saying no, just just hear me out on this I, I just need a sounding board
0: yeah a good coach is not going to give you that answer and shouldn't give you the answer <laughs> because it's not ours to answer that's not our question our, ours is to help lead you to your own answer through a series of curious questions. So, mm-hmm. so you know, I, I, I think to your point, and, and I always watch you You throw things back when, when we work together, you throw things back at me, I throw things back at you, not because we're being distant and not answering the question is because it's not ours to answer. It's similar to when we tell other people's stories. It's not my story to tell. You know, if you want to know what's going on in Vince's life, ask Vince. (laughs) It's not my story. He shared it with me, but it's not my story. So those those are the kind of things that kind of run through my mind. And again, it goes back to courage is in the heart, fear is in the the mind. Um, And I I really love that. The other thing that came to mind when we were talking is, um, you know, our uniqueness. Uh, Each of us are unique and different is really really good and in even in the 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 term in the word it's you unique as in y o u unique right so it's your specific wisdom only you have the wisdom that you have because based on life experience only you that's the uniqueness that you carry so and we're all like that so i love difference and how do you feel on that topic too because that that goes back to awareness which goes to choices which goes to action right
1: so I, I i love that um i led a team for for many years and one of the best things about having this team was no two people were the same they they had different personalities different approaches different ways of doing things and i had never noticed that until I had someone who came into my team as an observer. They wanted to see what we were doing because the team was doing really well. And At the end of the thing, the person approached me and said, I really commend you. You have 10 different people, and they are all incredible, but incredible in uniquely different ways. And It taught me because I always learned something every time I worked with one of them but it was something different, like if you and I work together, you, what I learned with you was different than whatever I learned with Joe, right? Yeah. And it was great. So I I love that. I foster that. I seek out people who think differently, not just yes. different thoughts, but think differently than I do. Yes. It helps me think and grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We grow and and, and it helps us with understanding. I, I look at it as 360, looking at a topic 360. That's full circle, right? Um, I'm looking at it from this vantage but we have all these other angles that we're not looking at it from. And, and, and I'll bring back the sports analogy, you know, me and Patrick Mahomes dude (laughs) is awesome. Um, for, for a young man, he is has so much play wisdom and he has so much awareness of what's going on around him, but he still has all these coaches on the sideline, giving him different, um, access and, and versions and, and, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? You know, awareness of what's going around him and he has eyes in the sky. His coach is up there in the box, looking down, looking at it from a different vantage point, giving him insight on things that are going on. At the end of the day, he makes the choice on the field because he's, he's where the action is, but they're, you know, giving the perceptions from, from those different angles. My favorite part, and you know, I love this is the after the play and then watching the replays. Why do sports people do that? <laughs>
1: Well, that's asked, how we learn. No,
0: you know the answer.
1: Well, that's how we learn. That's how we that's how we see that if it was successful, why was it? You know, people think, oh, it was successful, great. No, that's that's the first step. Why was it successful? Yeah. How can we repeat it? Right. Yeah. What were the risks that we, you know, we kind of got came overcame? And if it wasn't successful, it's even more valuable because it's like, what did we miss? You know, um, you, you look for analogs because you're going to be in that same situation again. I yeah. don't want to have the same outcome. I want to have a better outcome.
0: Yeah, e plus, e plus R equals O. Our responses change. Our outcome will be different to the same event. And so they change the plays. They tweak the plays. They find out what it is that could do a better job. It's not like they didn't do a good job because they did what they were supposed to. It just wasn't successful. Um, and I I, uh, I saw a quote earlier that indicated that uh, the best success always comes out after the largest failure. Yes, I, I love that quote. I absolutely adore it. Um, and I have said to many of my clients who are about to bail on their dreams and they're like, it's just too hard. And I get it. It is. It's not, you know, it's not always fun. Um, but I said, you know, all you have to do is hang in because at the hardest point, you're at the top of the mountain. You're just not over that peak yet. And once you get over the peak, the slide is going to be so much fun because you, won you took that extra step, you pushed past, you had courage and you got to that next level.
1: So I'm gonna tell you that I think that the climb is more fun than the slide because the slide sounds like it's more fun and it's sexy because you won and you did, th- but that climb is when you're just overcoming and you're doing and you you can barely see it. I analogize it to you're climbing a fence, you got one leg at the top, you're just about to get over the fence and then you know something pushes you down a little bit you got to struggle back and you know that's the best part because once you're over and you can do it well, I can do this right now I want to do that's, something that's
0: that's it right there that feeling of I can do this I have it that's yeah. the yummy part on the other side is knowing you can do it okay let's do it again you know it's kind of similar to sports we got a touchdown okay let's do it again it's kind of like golf Oh, my God, it actually was where it was supposed to go. Let's do it again.
1: You were oh, doing so well. And I I could literally visualize you with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, Monday Night Football. And then you gave that last. Um, the
0: golf? What? I love my golf.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't the golf. It was, it was all right. you You're almost there. I think you're you're at the top of the fence. You got one, you know, one leg and you're ready to go. We need a I'm little still, more sports, you know. I'm
0: still trying to spike the 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 puck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well,
0: and I, I'm fired again. <laughs>
1: <go>. <laughs> You're a great coach. <laughs> so,
0: Thank you. That's a good thing because, as far as being a correspondent on uh, on football, Monday Night Football, I don't think they'll be calling me anytime that, soon.
1: It'd be great. I can see you up there with it. Too. All right, but, but more importantly, yes, you you learn that you can. You can achieve, you can repeat. Once you've done it, you have that model in your head. And you also have a less, you have less feeling of angst. Like, oh, if I got to do this again. It's like, no, I do not do this again.
0: I, Why? Why is there <laughs> less feeling of angst?
1: Because you know the outcome. You you know what's going to happen.
0: And less unknown. Yeah. Angst, fear, stress is all about the unknown. So right. if the unknown no longer intimidates you, all those useless feelings you know they're not useful none of them except for the fear part where like you're running away from a bear i get that but <laughs> even then you don't you want to be able to hit your stride and not be hyperventilating and shallow breathing so even then fear would be good if you didn't have it but knew you were in a in a dangerous situation go <laughs> you know similar to the wave that you 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 and you know you had to contend with right um, you saw it coming. You knew what was going to happen. You were going to handle it the best that you could. Didn't mean you weren't like dying on the inside and, and scared, no. but you executed because you knew your equipment and you had the experience. I mean, you've been voting bo- for a long time, right? Yep.
1: And, yeah. And and I've seen some tough things and I had never seen that. And, uh, but you just do what you have to do. Focus
0: yeah. down. Yeah. You, you, you lock down and you focus and, and, and you stay present which is another really important thing for taking action is being present and aware. Notice like everything goes back to aware.
1: <laughs> uh, well, and you have to, because that's, that's the one, that's, that's that pivotal moment where if you shut down, right, then you take no action, you do fail. And now you've convinced yourself the fear was valid. Right. right. Whereas if, if you say, okay, I don't know Geronimo, I'm doing this right. Just take a shot. Um, that's when you convince yourself I wasn't so bad.
0: Yeah. Like, and I can. And I, I can. can.
1: I can do yeah. that again.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't want a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know. If you if you keep saying it over and over again, what is that? Ah, it's a belief. Thoughts you think over and over again. Then it becomes a belief. I can't do this. And I don't believe in that word. Besides, can't really is won't. Can't is a a word that I find is a victim word. You know how I love the victim words. Um, So it's a victim word, whereas won't is it's a statement of fact. You know, I won't do such and such. And that's okay. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to make those choices. Like I won't continue to service all of these clients because I want to service them a certain way um, at a certain level. So I'm making a, a clear cut decision that some people I'm needing to place someplace else. Um, and it's not personal. It's not personal.
1: It's it's not personal. It's um you taking your emotion out of it and and getting objective, it's the hardest thing in the world because we're all human. Okay. We all, you know, some people are better at it than others. And they can just, you know, they can keep a distance and an arm's length uh sense of something. But look, the average person, whether they admit it or not, it it feels personal even though it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But if you if you move from that ego, that personal personalizing lens and you move into the observer lens it's probably the best thing for everybody and those are the things I think when you're doing a transition you're and you're talking to these clients um I would, entertain you speaking to them and showing them all the goodness that comes out of this move for them something that they may not be able to see at this moment that's why i used to be a real trigger response and now i've really slowed down because i have to assess the whole thing because my initial response isn't probably going to be good um when i look at it though i'm like is this that's when i get curious i start asking a lot of questions is this to my best advantage? Why is this to my best advantage? What is really going to change? Does it doesn't really matter? You know, uh, in in your circumstance, I know who you're serving. So yeah, of course, it matters to both parties. But it's a, a matter of will I still be serviced properly? Will is this what I want? So you, I would say I I really challenge the listeners. I challenge you all to be curious ask those questions questions are good even though some people feel intimidated by getting questions and that's why i use the phrase that i do is help me understand because it's not questioning what you're saying it's helping me understand because that's why i'm asking the questions in the first place
1: yeah And, and to go back to something you just said a moment ago if you've ever been in a store and you go to a certain department and somebody goes, Oh, I'm the wrong person for that. I'm, you know, that's that's not my department. But let me tell you, we do have that, right? And they say, Oh, here if you go here. Now, interestingly enough, that's kind of what you do with with your business as well. Everything that you, you broadly, right? There are people that were saying to them, that's not me, right? That's okay. Let me tell you where you can get what you need, because that's what's most important. And normally, if you're in this the, the store, you, you're in the supermarket, and you're in the spices and condiments aisle, and you need a container of milk, and they go, no, this is the right aisle. But if you go down over there, you're like, wow, that's great. Thanks. I want, that's where I want to be. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Why don't we accept that when we're talking about other things relative to our business or training or whatever it is that we're yes. particularly doing?
0: Yes, that makes the shift easier because it's like, oh, okay, it's not personal. It's just you're just not in the right place. That's okay. It happens. Um, to that, to that end, you know, this is the time of year that you know I talk about setting goals and you know starting to think about tw- you know the next year, right? So um, every November, I have a, a Dream Big Masterclass. You know that, right?
1: Um, yeah, and the, that class is is pretty unique, actually. You and I had the experience. Uh, we worked together, and you had started to talk about this class. And I remember this one person that was was there as you started speaking. They're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And they literally pulled out. They said they had a vision board. And th- this one was super exciting because she wanted to. And it was it was the greatest thing. Oh, look at this. There we go. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm set up in the business. <laughs> I know. And that wasn't even a setup. No, that was not. That was a real story. We did do that class. But but I think that the reason I'm raising it is that class, it was very interesting because you did that for for the group that I was working with and you helped them. Talk about that master class because there were a lot of components to it that I don't think we understood at the time.
0: Yeah. So the dream big masterclass and the reason why I have it in November is it's start thinking about what you want for the next year. Right. So this is an opportunity to visualize the most extraordinary life ever for your year ahead. Right. And 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 also close this year on an amazing high note and get ready to create that life. Of your dreams in 2024. So that's really what we're doing. We're taking all this yumminess. We we have um, questions and activities that you'll you'll discover have been designed to remind you of everything you learned, accomplished, and survived this year, right? And and so you can remember that you are an incredibly strong and capable person who can accomplish amazing things. So that's what we do in the dream big and then once you're feeling all powered up and confident about about your ability to overcome challenges and get stuff done we're going to open your mind to all conceivable possibilities, possibilities in 2024 or your next year, whatever that year is. And that's that's when I go into my annual, you know this, and this is the show, the, the class you're talking about is my um, vision and goal setting master
1: but class. You don't, but you don't do that. You don't do that planning in, in the end of the year, That right? That's, that's a new year's, why do you, yeah. you to start earlier to do that and go into everything?
0: Cause we start marinating in November. Uh, We don't really know what we want yet. So we want to start thinking about it and really thinking and giving us time between now and actually starting to write down the goals. So that's why I give it, that time. And people aren't ready. They're thinking about holidays and things like that at the end of the year. So the first Friday of every January, we have this vision and goal setting masterclass that allows you to sit down, look at seven areas of your life and really set those goals. And that's what I did with your team. We set the goals for the year, we set agendas, we set a plan, and then we set action items, which is really, really important, important for you to have action items. So those are the things that we do. And, um, you know, I, I really encourage you to to to, uh, participate in that. And, you know, unfortunately, as per usual, our time goes like absolutely crazy right now. So any last thoughts before we wrap up?
1: No, I just think uh, I will focus on what you said. All choices are good choices. You're in the place you're supposed to be.
0: There you go, there you go. Well, thank you all for joining us today on Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. If you're interested in any of these classes, the, we have links below this particular episode, or you can reach out to Vince. He'll tell you all about it. Um, I, I hope we have earned the privilege of your time. Vince, thank you. It's always a pleasure.
1: Always a pleasure. Look thank
0: forward you. forward to seeing all of you again next week. And then we can be found on all major platforms. So we would be so grateful if you please like, follow, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I am Coach Lorianne and
1: I'm Vince Pirata.
0: Play a higher role, serve a higher purpose, show up for you, and show up big. Nailed it. Have a great day, everyone. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.